Welcome to the Ether. Today is Tuesday, February 14th, 2023. Today on the Ether, roving with Riona, the craft of writing, symbolism. Let's take a listen. Hello, hello. Welcome to Roving with Riona. Thank you. Welcome. Uh, sorry, uh, glad to be here. Thank you. I, I'm so sorry that there was a, a mix up this morning. Twitter would not let me start the space. So thanks for dropping in. Of course. Uh, poetry is definitely huge with me. Excellent. Excellent. Well, I'm so happy that you are here. So have you attended a Roving with Rihanna space before? I do not believe so, but I think I might have seen a tweet for one once before. So Yeah, great, great. Well, what we normally do, and we can do whatever we want because we are here, um, normally I go through what the topic of the day is. And then we just start discussing um, the topic of the day and where we find it in poetry and what we like. And so today's topic is symbolism. So I'm gonna Oh wow, perfect. Yeah, yay, yay. It's so exciting. It's the day. That is the word. <laughs> well, I picked it on purpose. Picked well, it you know on what's purpose. Great? Yeah. You know what's great is I was thinking, just thinking about truth and how it's like what it doesn't have symbolism but then i realized no it is it's knowledge because i was thinking you know knowledge isn't a creation and i started going deep and i thought to myself well if it's not a creation and god needed it to create creation then was it knowledge that made him do it or is knowledge just from him being able to do it like the truth from their being the knowledge of it from there being the possibility, not from there being knowledge that existed without him knowing had control over him, knowing he would make and create life, giving him the knowledge to do it. So it's truth, right? And the symbolism means there is symbolism to truth. It's hard to, hard to find, but it's knowledge. And that's what I was just thinking today. So symbolism itself being the subject. Oh, I'd love to go on about that. I was thinking about that the other day. All right, let's, let me start off with a question. What is, or what does, or why are the definition of this yin and yang? What do you think is yin and yang means? I'll tell you what I think after. Oh, okay. Well, great. <laughs> uh, so, I hope you don't mind me starting it off. No, no, I don't mind. I don't mind. You got I the subject. That. I got it written down. I'm going to make a like pyramid thing. But yeah, <laughs> what do you think the yin and yang symbol means? Right. I will definitely get to that. I will definitely get to that. So I've, I've got it written in my notes here. But I, I want to start the space here really quick. And we'll welcome everyone. 
Um, I see Terror Spaces. I see uh, my friend Wit in the audience. And so thank you all so much for coming. And if you are listening now or if you're listening in the future, I am so pleased that you are here. I'm going to pause for just a moment and send out a tweet because uh, Twitter would not start my original space. So I want to make sure that um, people get an opportunity to come visit. And so give me one moment. I might start the music again really quick and I'll be right back with you. All right. You know, you don't have to listen to me. You don't have to listen to anyone. You just choose whether or not you want to listen or not you see now we're looking at the shitty stick but we're not getting the shitty end eh? thank you for filling the time i appreciate it i appreciate no it okay so welcome to roving with rihanna this is the craft of writing and i'm rihanna i'm so glad that you're here and i can't wait to talk about writing with you you ever listen to the theory of introduction to the theory of literature on YouTube, Yale University? Uh, maybe. Yeah. Let's, I'm gonna pause for just a second okay. and I'll be right back. Okay, so here we go. First, I thought I'd give a bit of a background of who I am. I began my professional career as a writer and a teacher. For many years, I taught English and writing. At one point, I was a professor who taught English teachers how to be English teachers. My goal by presenting or having this show, The Craft of Writing, is to discuss writing techniques and strategies with others, other writers, you. I'm always learning new techniques and strategies as I study the craft of writing, and I'm always so excited to see where your studies and your techniques and your strategies have taken you. I want to share right. what I know with you and learn from you as well. Today, we are going to be looking at one literary element, symbolism, and how it appears in works of literature, namely poetry. So symbolism is the use of a concrete image to represent an abstract idea. And so symbolism is as a poetic technique, utilizes objects, people, situations to represent a larger idea or concept behind its literal meaning. And so when we're thinking about symbolism and working in our own writing, we can maybe kind of think about what can we pull out of our everyday life that means something to us. We all each have symbols in our own life. If we're married, our wedding ring is a symbol. If we have children, their little feet um, on the wall as artwork, that's a symbol. Um, all of these different things symbolize pieces um, that mean something to us and we can pull on universal symbols when we're writing to connect with our readers, whoever it is who's reading our work now or in the future. And there are some things that are really, really are universal. And because today is Valentine's Day, I wanted to talk about the Scottish poet, Robert Burns. And he wrote a poem that's fairly famous, I would suggest. And it is a red, red rose. And he starts it, my love is like a red, red rose. But he uses the image of a rose to symbolize his love for his for the beloved in the poem that the persona of the poem is talking about. The rose is a symbol of love, beauty, and passion, and its red color 
is symbolic of the deep and passionate love the persona of the poem has for his beloved. And he compares the beauty of his love to that of a rose, saying that it is fairer than a rose and it will never fade. And so I just love, and I really wanted to celebrate that a little bit today because today is Valentine's Day and um, some of us do celebrate that. And I just wanted to pull in a little bit of Robert Burns because I really think that he helped the rose become part of uh, the culture and the fabric of this particular holiday. And um, so I just think that that's really interesting. And so our audience members, do you have a thought on that? Yeah, I think the rose, because, you know, there's always, you know, even when a rose wilts and fades, a rose is still out there in full bloom. And that's like love to me. Like love is always going to be there. And I think that the wilting rose itself is actually symbolic in a way that is quite different than like a non-wilting one that really is really deep. It's like um, one of the deepest kind of symbolic things. Um, and to me, what writing means is something that can inspire you to do because you want to prove that it's not what it is that you think it is. It's like if you think that writing is by definition sort of equals harassment, you've defined it and deciphered this, then you start writing poetry because you want to get that out of your mind and prove to yourself that your writing of poetry could never be like that and never be harassing and put it out of your mind. And then five years later, you realize, oh my God, I remember now that was my inspiration for writing poetry. And you go, snap, it worked. I got it out of my mind. But to kind of think of it as like writing's definition could very well be harassment in a way. But also that when you use it to, you know, help improve yourself or do something as a benefit that a lot of people what they do is they keep it around to you know keep uh keep keep uh, improving on it themselves or they do it to really help get allow other people to know them more on the inside and that uh as a symbol that i look at how basically it means like itself like if you look at yin and yang it actually is saying to me that anything that is derived from a symbol cannot become a symbol so to me you're totally right when you say a poem is like an extraction of thought and uh you know use of a concrete image absolutely because whenever i write a poem and i get the last word out of my head i realize something that it's all about one idea unless it flows into another idea that flows back into the first one otherwise it just always is about a single idea and that's how i then find it easier to title my poems because that gives them the introduction and what it's about and it's always going to be about that it's got to be a good introduction right but it's it's like yeah it's like when you write a poem and you finish it it really stands out as an idea that is a concrete image that is like an, an extract of a larger idea, like you said. And of course, I love 
and I'll stop right here. Now, when you open a poem, by the time you finish and you close it, you're in a totally different state of mind. Emotional state is awesome. Yeah, no, I definitely hear you. I definitely hear you. Now, what kind of poetry do you write? Let me see. I'm going to come follow you. Uh, wizard, philosophy wizard. Oh, yeah. hello, hello. So I'm Rihanna Morgan. It's very nice to meet you. I'm glad that you have joined me today. Thank you. Yeah, I do blank verse. Blank verse. Nice, nice. Yeah. Nice. Well, I'm, I'm going to reset the room here really quick and announce um, what this is. And I've sent out a couple of tweets. And um, sweet, sweet. Yeah, yeah. And so I want to talk a little bit more about symbolism. And I want to invite everyone who's listening now or listening in the future that I did create, just like always, I did create a question for today. And I will grab it here at one point and connect it to this. I did tweet it out also with this, but it is your gift for today for attending the space. And so if you just want to go and visit at Quest Chains, that's with a Z, Q-U-E-S-T, chain with a Z, and follow through the link and you will easily be able to find um, my quest that I put together for today. And there's a secret word. The secret word is heart. H-E-A-R-T. Heart. And it's a website? It is. It is. And um, it's a way to mint a soul-bound NFT. And what's it? www.? Mm, yeah. If you, if you just visit my, if you visit my um, Twitter home, if you okay. visit my Twitter yeah. page, there will be a link to it. I just now, um, I just now shared it and I will go grab it and share it here as well. We'll just take a pause, everybody. Take a pause, take a pause. There it is. Yeah, and you just follow the link and it'll just take you right to it all right cool yeah and it's it's a soulbound nft which means it's a gift from me to you and it is just yours it's just yours and today's i think is really beautiful so i love making them i love making them yeah. and it what would you say is like the difference between inspiration and symbolism mm. so yes let's talk a little bit more about symbolism and what symbolism is. And so symbolism is, like I said, a concrete image to represent an abstract idea. And so uh, um, just that little lovely red heart that we draw on papers when we're kids that, you know, everybody's running around giving to everybody today, that symbolizes that picture or that concrete thing that you could hold or color or pick up symbolizes an everlasting emotion it can symbolize love it can symbolize just like what we were talking about with robert burns it can it can symbolize beauty and passion and being um red in color um can symbolize a passionate love um but let's look more a little bit different different symbols and how different symbols arise in other poetry and so miss emily dickman she wrote a poem um, entitled, Because I Could Not Stop for Death. 
In this poem, she uses the symbol of death to represent the idea of eternity, which is a common theme in, in her work anyway. She uses other symbols such as the carriage, what rep which represents life and the passing of time. And she utilizes the horse that pulls the carriage that symbolizes the inevitability of death and the journey towards eternity. And so her poem, Because I Could Not Stop for Death, has two very powerful symbols in it. Oh, and I see that we have a friend who has joined us, Dylan, Epic Dylan. I'm going to send you an invite to speak as well. I would love to hear your thoughts. So today, Dylan, we are talking about symbolism in poetry. And we've talked about Robert Burns and his, his very famous poem, A Red, Red Rose. And then we just now talked about Emily Dickinson's poem, Because I Could Not Stop for Death. Cool. So I'm gonna send I'm gonna send Dylan another invite to jump up on stage with us if he wants to. Okay, so now let's see. Hi, Dylan. Hey, Rihanna. How's it going today? Uh, it's been kind of a weird one. I, I had a late night uh, phone meeting, so uh, just kind of getting up and getting started for the day. How are y'all? Oh, good, 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 good. Well, Twitter, um, I'm into start. Uh, I went to go start Twitter Spaces, and it completely wouldn't go, and so I had to redo this whole new thing. And so I feel really, really bad for people because normally I have about forty-five, fifty listeners, and today there's just only a few of us, which is great because we're getting a lot of really in-depth, lovely conversation, and so that's really fun. But I feel bad for my other people who um, jump in a lot and haven't seen them today. So I feel sad for that. Anyway. Aww. Yeah. Well, happy Valentine's well, Day. Yeah, happy Valentine's Day. Yeah, yeah. So, we are, do you have any initial thoughts on symbolism and how it is used in literature? Not I, said the fly. I'm uh, mostly here just to listen in and, and uh, you know, kind of kind of say hello and, and whatnot. Oh, thanks. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for coming. And I want to, while we're while we're, while we have pulled away from the this topic of the hour, I want to say a special hello to Terra Spaces. I apologize for the craziness. Thank you so much for showing up and finding me today. I really, really appreciate it. Okay, so let's talk a little bit more about another very beautiful writer. Her name is Maya Angelou, and I actually pulled her poem out today um, to read it. Um, she is so powerful in her speaking and in her language that I just thought it doesn't really do it justice to just merely say, oh, in Maya Angelou's poem, I Still I Rise, she says this. And so I thought if you would indulge me this, I thought that I would read the poem and then we can talk about some instances of symbolism that she utilizes. Very cool. Okay, good, good. Thank you. Okay. Yeah, okay. So Still I Rise by Maya Angelou. You may write me down in history 
with your bitter twisted lies. You may trod me in the very dirt, but still, like dust, I'll rise. Does my sassiness upset you? Why are you beset with gloom? Because I walk like I've got oil wells pumping in my living room. Just like moons and like suns, with the certainty of tides, just like hopes springing high, still I rise. Do you want to see me broken, bowed head and lowered eyes, shoulders falling down like teardrops, weakened by my soulful cries? Does my haughtiness offend you? Don't you take it awful hard? Cause I laugh like I've got gold mines digging in my own backyard. You may shoot me with your words, you may cut me with your eyes, you may kill me with your hatefulness, but still, like air, I'll rise. Does my sexiness upset you? Does it come with a surprise that I dance like I've got diamonds at the meeting of my thighs? Out of the huts of history's shame, I rise. Up from a past that's rooted in pain, I rise. I'm a black ocean, leaping and wide, welling and swelling, I bear in the tide. Leaving behind nights of terror and fear, I rise. Into a daybreak that's wondrously clear, I rise. Bringing the gifts of my ancestors, bringing the gifts that my ancestors gave in the dream and the hope of the slave, I rise. I rise, I rise. Wow, it totally makes me think about how when something happens, you know, and and you, you're saved, it's like, it's because, you know, you still, it reminds it's, it makes me feel like she's saying, like, she'll, she's not just going to rise, but there's a reason behind it that you should know that obviously is the reason why. I'm coming, I'm rising up. You know right. what I mean? It's like, there's a reason right. too. And it's like, it's, it's like, it's because she herself knows that she can help people and is a useful person, you know, for others and stuff as, as well too. Right. right. And it's like, we only have so much time before, you know, where time runs out, but it's like, yeah, you know, and at the time of need and, whatnot and everything and i love her way of using the moon with uh the tides as well right with the tides right. too right because it's like that's your reason the passage of time exactly exactly and so then she uses a lot of symbols to emphasize her central message of empowerment and resilience just like what you were saying she uses yeah. like the phoenix from the ashes rising, which symbolizes the idea of rebirth and renewal. Um, the poem itself is to give readers a symbol or a feeling or a mood of hope and optimism. And yeah, uplifting. exactly. Very uplifting, very uplifting, even though totally. if we're familiar with Maya Angelou's history and if we're familiar with um, her background, we can know that the power of this poem is so much stronger than the mere words on the page. And so it shows that even though 
the persona of her poem is facing hardship or has faced adversity is still possible to start anew and we can we can pull that poem over our shoulders like uh something warm like a warm blanket to comfort us and and to to tell us hey we're we are not alone in this like still we will rise and um i know that there's lots of people in their everyday life that are just really pulled down by all the details and all the adversity and all the hardships but that next morning the sun rising or that next day or even with the friend's kind word you know you're not alone and they'll be mm. there with you and for you and you still will rise um Chanel. i could totally see how people sorry for cutting off there how people would look at that the negative parts but you know what i don't see any negative parts i see i'm totally numb to it because i see how it's like she's kind of speaking they're saying the words or you're reading when you read her poem it's like you can tell this person has been through a, a lot they have experience and whatnot and but she's using metaphor so it's like anyone who's younger or older who has been through experience or not can see and get those feelings and get that uplifting feeling and understand exactly what she's talking about still because she's using metaphors. right right and the symbols exactly exactly yes and a lot of people a lot of writers do utilize a metaphor and the symbolism of that concrete image to represent something deeper and so um this is getting to the point of the show where i open it up and if someone has something that they would like to read they definitely can and so um philosophy wizard if you've got something you would like to read or share that has symbolism in it we would love to hear it um dylan do you have more thoughts now since we've gotten to read this poem i absolutely would definitely have something with symbolism to read excellent excellent okay here we go uh, well i should mention this is a family friendly show Okay. So if it's not family friendly, please don't read it. We'll we'll do a different right. show for that. <laughs> okay. okay. All right. This is a short. No, that one's not very symbolic. Okay. Where the heart roams, for the prosperity of all, these words seldom spoken. Thine is thus encumbered thee that this has brought to me this life the friendly people the love shared for thine thee is truth incarnate i will always be there for you that is true where the heart roams that is lovely that is lovely could you read the first three or four lines again that beautiful first Thank you. For the prosperity of all, these words seldom spoken, thine is thus encumbered thee that this has brought to me this life. Beautiful. Beautiful. Now, where do you have your work? Do you have your work published someplace? Cause I no, it's all written down in writing or put on uh, the computer, but not published yet. I want to publish a, a book of poetry for sure. I got yeah now have you done any thinking about publishing in the web3 space uh a, a little bit of thinking a little while ago i kind of forgot about that you just kind of yeah 
about that, but I haven't really looked into it that much. Yeah, before. yeah, you should definitely. So I think you've jumped in and followed me. The other gentleman in the space, the other two gentlemen in the space now, um, Epic Dylan, he is a definite gentleman you should follow. And then Edward, um, I'm going to send him. Hi, Edward. I'm going to send you an offer to jump up and speak here also, because we'd love to hear your thoughts on symbolism. But both of those people, those um, gentlemen are thought leaders in the space of publishing in Web3. So if you have an opportunity to follow them and, and attend spaces that they host, please do because um, they have a lot of information and there is a definite place for you in Web3. And if you have an opportunity to jump into the page DAO Discord, please do that. There is a way to publish through them. And we can also, through Page DAO, help you find a place and a home for your poetry. We would love to help you. We would love to help you. That'd be yeah. awesome. Someone else's turn now? Or um, pardon me? Is this someone else to go oh, now? Yeah. I'm going to say hello to Edward and, and see if he's got something he would like to share. Hello, Edward. Hey, Rihanna. Just popping in to um, support the, uh, the ecosystem. Um, I don't have a great deal to uh, share today. Um, just focused on writing a lot this afternoon. So Yes. But I hope everybody's doing well, and I just figured I would, would pop in and, uh, and see how everybody was doing in here. Yeah, thank you. How long have you been writing for, Edward? Uh, pretty much all my life, but but publishing since 2012. So and and pivoted into Web three about uh, this time last year. Or so. Right. Right. Excellent. Well, so I'll give kind of a recap because I see lots of new people joining the space, and so I will I will give a. Um, a recap of what we're talking about today. So we are talking about symbolism and we are talking about how that it is in literature and poetry. It is um, the use of a concrete image to represent an abstract idea. And I picked symbolism today of all days because num number one, uh, Robert Burns's poem, a red red rose and so because today is valentine's day and some of us do celebrate valentine's day we did talk about how in burns's poem a red red rose he uses he utilizes the rose as a symbol of love and beauty and so the concrete piece being the rose itself and then what it symbolizes and i thought that that would be fun to talk about today on valentine's day and we've also talked about emily dickinson's poem because i could not stop for death and how she uses um, symbols in the poem such as a carriage being pulled by a horse and how the carriage and the horse together represent the passing of time and the inevitability of death and the journey with eternity and so I just really feel like symbolism is a powerful tool. And I thought it would be fun to talk about today on Valentine's Day. And so I've also been able to have an opportunity 
to read Still I Rise by Maya Angelou and the different discuss the different symbols that she utilizes in her poetry. And then we've just all uh, been talking about poetry and symbolism and our new friend was able to read one of his poems where the heart roams. And then I've just encouraged him to join the Web3 space jump in and see if he can find find a home for some of this poetry that he's been writing so yes well, i add a quick thing okay i just want to say too that always remember that a poem when you see the title when you write it and when you read it that it always has to be about one concrete image it has to be there's no wavering from that if you're thinking like you know maybe couldn't be about just one sometimes it is always is because if it ever gets into another you know kind of uh image then that's not what it's about and it's not in the title it's not in the poem and it stops there and your idea stops there and it's always about one idea because that's when it stops flowing out of you the poetry poetry is an expression of what you feel deep inside right in words or you know that that image and so just remember that you don't make a poem that's got a flow into another idea unless that second idea flows back into the first one because sometimes you're writing it right and you're writing out and you, and you write the second idea and then you're like is it gonna lead back into the first one no it doesn't i gotta go back to where the first one is because that's my poem i don't know why but it is so concrete but i even kind of questioned that when you said that myself ariel and i was like actually can a poem be about more than one thing it can't really be it just can't i know and you know what it's so true and uh it's like you you're hitting the head on the nail you know i just want to to say elaborate on that, that that's what i find and that uh you know they're really a poem is some poeticness is something that will always be unable to be abolished in any way poeticness is going to be there forever because you can't say that you can't have that even without perspective and conscious awareness that with any kind of anything even nothing it seems there's still a poeticness to it so you can't make a poem about any more than one thing right sure I'm just making sure i'm kind of making sure with you too yeah well and so i think i think that the the poem like even the poem that you read i think that there are lots of varying ideas but you do stay with the topic of where the where the heart roams right and yeah, so i use the thy and the right, rhyme to kind right, of make it vague right. and then i explain it after yeah that's what i do all the time Bob, yeah right Right. Well, and so I want to introduce us to another new friend here to our space. Um, her name is Jojo. She comes from us. She is um, she's at Universal Expand here on Twitter with us. And I found her poem. It is a it is a literary NFT and I found her poem on object. And so I just wanted to read that and talk about her poem a little bit and then encourage us all if we want to go find her and become her fan. That would be really fun. Um, so the name of the poem is Unzipped. Unzipped. I unzipped my heart for you and poured the contents out. You looked at me strangely with a worried look. I lay before you my emotions and my fears, 
hoping against hope that you'd scoop them up and comfort them. I was surprised by you thinking you might understand, but you had your own hand on the zipper of your heart. And so I just really um, liked this poem because it pulled in a lot of a lot of symbols, just like what we were talking about today, and how the person unzips her heart and poured the contents out, and how that looks like or could be seen as a symbolism of someone bearing their soul. And so, and a zipper is a very concrete element, but utilizing it to open up their heart and pour the contents out, hoping that the other person in the poem would protect them and love them and care for them and what a risk that is. And so that just really spoke to me. And so I scooped that, that, that poem right up and um, it was just really, it was really beautiful. And I, and I thought, oh, well, this kind of goes with the Valentine's Day theme today. And definitely the symbolism and definitely the um, imagery and the concreteness and the, the referencing something that is more ethereal. And so I just really wanted to share that poem with you and celebrate Jojo a little bit. She's pouring her heart out to us. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yes, definitely. Yes, definitely. Well, and so let's see. I have a few more notes to share. I have a few more notes to share about symbolism. And I see that we've got some new people joining us. Let me see if they might be interested in coming up on stage and sharing a little bit about their poetry. Um, I do want to take a second and reset the room and invite everyone who's got a link to their work. If you, Edward and Dylan, if you guys want to, anybody, anybody in the audience, if you want to share a link to your big project, please feel free. Put it, pin it right up there with everything. Um, and let's see, I, I see that a friend of ours is here from Dark Block. I want to invite them to come up and talk about this project, even though it's not directly related to symbolism. I think that it is a fantastic idea that should be shared. And the more listeners we get, the better. So I'm going to send um, our friend here an invite to speak and see if he wants to jump on the stage and share a little bit. Yeah, hi. I'm glad you came. I'm glad you came. We're kind of jumping all over the place today, but this is good. This is good. So please feel free to jump up on the stage and and talk to us about what you've got going on at Dark Block. We would love to hear it. Hey, Riona, I'm here. Hi, yay. Um, well, yeah, thanks for having me up. I don't necessarily want to derail the conversation of poetry and symbolism. Um, you know, not why I showed up, just came up to show up to, to come to support you and in, in your space. Well, um, thank you. Thank you. But I, I really feel like this is something that we should all hear about. And so we have a new we have a new friend here joining us who's not been to uh, Roving with Rihanna's space before. And I just really think that it would be wonderful for you to share a little bit about what Web3 can do for writers. And you're an excellent person to, to jump in and share some of that. Sure. Um, I will, I'll keep it, I'll keep it brief though. Cause I, I, I don't, uh, I, I know I can, uh, get off on this subject, um, 
on a, on on tangents and, and and ramble a bit. So I will keep it short. But um, Dark Block, uh, you know, we are a protocol uh, for decentralized unlockable content, and you know, I try to break that down for people um, because it's kind of a very uh, seems like a simple idea, but it's actually complex when you start thinking about it. Um, so you know the decentralized nature of content is is what we're after um you know and and a good way to uh, explain it is uh, i used this in my space earlier and it's the way i explained it to my my mother-in-law when i had to explain what i what i was doing for for my day job but um you know kindle is a great example of um you know a web2 platform which has been obviously amazing for authors, right? And 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 really, you know, adding fuel to the self-publishing fire and KDP um, ha- has done wonders for 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 authors and self-published authors. So uh, definitely don't want to bash the impact it's had. Um, but you know, there is this idea of uh, with with Kindle um, that there is the 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 reality that it is it is a centralized um, platform and. When I, you know, go to buy a book, uh, an ebook on Kindle, um, you know, I don't really own that book, um, and I can't, uh, you know, gift it to a friend when I'm done reading it. I can't, um, you know, if I wanted to, obviously, sell it after I'm done reading it. I couldn't uh, um, do any of that. And, you know, obviously, there are, you know, there's the whole, always the risks of of the fact that Amazon actually could, if they wanted to, um, you know reach into your device and and delete a book from your library if they wanted to, right? And that kind of power is, you know, we don't not to go into conspiracy theories, but you know, anytime you want to, you have that power consolidated and in centralized um, entities, you know, there's always those risks. And we hear a lot about it currently in the social networking realm, right? So Facebook and even Twitter here, you know, obviously very powerful um, platforms and we, you know, see kind of some of the risks have played out and, and actually are a little bit more, uh, you know, real uh, to us. So that's why we hear a lot about decentralized uh, social these days, right? And you have Lens Protocol and Farcaster, which are exploring decentralized social. We're doing the same thing, but for decentralized content. So instead of all these uh, platforms holding the con- your content that you quote unquote bought uh, and locking it away in walled gardens, whether it's Kindle or Audible or Apple Movies, right? Um, you know, instead of them holding the content, we want to give the keys to the content to the individuals who own that digital content and they get to decide where they plug in, where they consume that content. So, you know, the idea would be if you have a, if you buy a digital ebook, right, you should be able to read it on a Kindle or a, or a Nook or, you know, any, any sort of uh, web e-reader. Uh, we want to decentralize that. So that's kind of what we do. Uh, the unlockable nature of it is um, the fact that, this content is encrypted um, and immutably attached to an NFT. So an author right now, you know, would mint an NFT and immutably attach uh, encrypted digital content to that NFT, uh, only accessible by the NFT owner um, and decentralized. So, you know, even if that literary NFT is minted on, um, you know, Readle uh, or, or, um, right. Uh, you know, uh, book vaults, uh, and those entities go away, and those centralized portals go away to access the that locked content, the token gated content. Um, you know, those novels, poems that were locked away would disappear. We're trying to you know decentralize or decentralize protocol. Everything right. stored on our weave. So you know, even if these platforms that where the NFTs currently are minted 
disappear, the content should be still be accessible. Open source protocols, anyone could spin up new new viewers to access access that content that's attached to the NFT. All right, that's enough. I rambled. Um, so yeah, that's that. Thanks for you know giving me the the platform just to share what we're up to. Um, but you know we're still still early days, and we are a protocol first. So we're not like we are not a platform. We're not trying to be a book vault or a book.io or a soul type. We are a protocol that we want platforms to be built upon. We want platforms to integrate um, with us. So because we want this decentralized content to be the norm, we want just want to be part of the the tech stack that everyone uses, uh, so that anyone, any you know, you have access to your NFTs, unlockable content anywhere you interact with your NFTs. Right, right now, if you have uh, you know Book.io NFT, the only way, only place you can interact with that content is on their website, and we want it to to be such that you can access and read that unlockable novel anywhere you interact with your NFTs, whether it's your mobile wallet you know, a marketplace, a native app, um, at the author's website, right? Easily embeddable uh, viewers we have. So um, that that's the, that's our, our vision. Excellent. Thank you so much for sharing. Now, can you tell me, because I keep calling you by your name name, can you tell me how to pronounce your Twitter handle so that I don't mess it up in the future? <laughs> <laughs> sure. Um, Cryptomachia. Cryptomachia. Um, Crypto Machia, yeah, and so it was. It's just you know, it's a a a, a relic of you know back in 2017, 2018 when I got into crypto, and you know I have an IRL Twitter account with actually more followers than this one, yeah, because uh, I was most of my career as a journalist, sure, and, and you know, but I so but when I was 2017, 2018 crypto, you know, I had my crypto alt account and I spun this one up, yeah. No, and then I got the full time Web three, and suddenly I'm like, oh, I have two Twitter accounts. That so, makes sense. That makes sense. Um, Cryptomachia comes from uh, Gigantomachia, which is the in uh, Greek mythology was the the battle of the the giants against the gods. Yes. So, and then I just you know was like, oh, I like I always like like that word, and so Cryptomachia is like, okay, so like we're kind of fighting against the the gods, like you know the traditional like crypto right, exactly. the, you know, establishment. Yeah, exactly. You know, so it kind of works for me. Yeah, no, I like it. Oh, now, Dylan, I see you're still here with us. Do you want to talk a bit, a little bit about PageDAO? Um, sure. I mean, not to steal anybody's thunder or anything, but yeah, I mean, in terms of uh, like what you're up to with the protocol and everything, it sounds really good. Um, <laughs> that That's what we've been doing. We, we don't use our, we, we use IPFS. Um, and I actually minted the first book in January 2021 to the Ethereum blockchain. So I, I think that's kind of my claim to fame. Uh, you know, uh, protocol design though is is kind of the way to go. I mean, you know, it's, it sounds epic, and uh, I'm very excited. I, th I think we're doing a space together tomorrow, right? Yeah, yeah, yep. Have it, um, have it, have it scheduled tomorrow for three Eastern. So I'm looking forward to diving in with you, uh, and uh, exploring more. What was the uh, what was the end of the first book you minted? What was that? It was my philosophy book about happiness called Bring Back Satire, and we minted it to a platform called Cargo which uh, has since gone the way of the Buffalo. And um, yeah, so, so pretty much every PageDAO NFT book that we've done since we created our own protocol in, uh, let's see, I guess April or so of 2021 uh, has, has been uh, decentralized. You know, basically we mint an IPFS hash to the Polygon blockchain in most cases, but uh, to Ethereum in some cases. And we're getting ready to launch on Arbitrum 
uh, potentially and, and, you know, all kinds of crazy stuff in the works in terms of just, you know, partnerships and stuff like that that are coming. So the, the space, um, <laughs> you know, since, since me and Easy and Crypto first discussed having a magazine back in 2020 uh, that would be token gated, kind of like Red Lion Gazette, um, we decided not to do that because the Red Lion and everything. Um, but, you know, the space is just growing and growing and growing. There's like 30 different NFT uh, publishers now. And, and it's it's just so cool. I'm so excited for it all. <laughs> Yay, me too. Me too. Well, I can tell you, I, I um, love being a PageDAO member and I love sharing this with everyone. And so um, let's get back to some poetry. But I'm so glad that... Um, philosophy wizard that you got to hear some of this and you're definitely welcome through to the web three space we're so excited to have you but i see that i have a special guest here in the audience and she sent me a note saying that she's on a train <laughs> and she can't read so i'm going to read for them um ak musings is our dear friend here and so last week um they sent a poem called Invisible that I would like to read because they were not able to attend last time. The burden of being invisible, a non-entity, a waste of space, a shadow made of blood and bones, a walking, talking disgrace. May you feel the negativity at first. My words tend to be hard to hear. These venom-filled accusations are from others. You succeeding them is what they truly fear. As far as habits go, you're comfortable saying, staying hidden away. It's harming you more than you think. Nobody should suffer this way. Take one step at a time towards the limelight, showcasing your aura to the world. God made you this divine from the start. The time has come to move onwards. Yay! AK Musings, thank you so much for sharing your beautiful words with us. What was that one called? This is called Invisible. And AK Musing, let me see if I can find a tweet from them that's recent, and I will forward it or pin it um and if i don't have if i can't grab something super quick oh, oh yeah i can here i'm just grabbing the first one that i see and i'm going to share it so that you can find ak musings and zip in there and and follow and so uh, aspiring writer poet and so yeah excellent 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 thank you ak music that poem's hard to describe eh? it's it seems so bitter mm. I'm trying to figure out a way to describe that one. It's like, it's like, what was I going to say? I can't remember now. But well, I, I, that I definitely it. feel like well, I definitely okay. feel like the first piece of it is very much like, and and we read AK Musings. We read earlier. We read a poem by Maya Angelou. They'll come back and listen, I'm sure. Um, they We read a poem earlier by Maya Angelou, who, who in the persona of the poem really talked about these heavy things that have happened. But regardless, um, the persona keeps rising above all of these things. And I really feel like that maybe the first piece of Invisible does that. But then towards the end, 
take one step at a time towards the limelight showcasing your aura to the world that is this person this persona rising and so i just i love i love that i love that and yeah it kind of seems like it's talking about outside forces or people it seems but like in a poetic way where it's like the invisible part is the person sitting there writing it would be it would be completely invisible to everyone if they didn't write it but it's like it's there is that's the poem that's right. invisible right there i can right. see that right so i'm so what a rich space you guys thank you all so much this is so wonderful and i did find a little tidbit when i was putting together my notes for today i found a little tidbit of symbols that show up in things that i thought i would just share and so um it's basically just a list and um, it it comes from um, an educational academic site. And when I put together my article that I put on Medium and I put on Read Me Books and then I put on Scent, then, you know, you can you can access these um, resources. But really, so sleep as a symbol is often related to death. Night often suggests darkness, death or grief. Dreams are linked to the future or to fate. Seasons often represent different things. So like winter often represents old age or death. Spring often represents youth. And summertime generally represents the prime of life. Autumn is aging, middle age. Water is sometimes linked to the idea of purification. And so some of these were listening to this and we're like, oh, that makes complete sense. Of course, that's what it is. But then when we use colors, maybe in our poetry our, or in our works of literature, like if we want to have a certain motif that follows through, if we want to use red, um, generally that relates to passion or to anger. Blue relates to happiness or calm. Green is jealousy. We know this. Colors often represent a state of being like black meaning death or evil. White could be purity or innocence. Red could be blood or danger. Purple could be royalty or privilege. Yellow could be patience or kindness. No, um, and so then moving on, flowers of course you know roses romance lilies beauty and then there are different things um forests are often a place of challenges where we go like if we think about the short story most dangerous game and the wind is often associated with change or transition then there's the lights like the sun and the moon and the stars often symbolize good and hope the moon is sometimes associated with madness or purity or resurrection, depending on how it's used. Rainbows are often associated with hope. And so this is just a, a mini list of, of um, possibilities that we can think about when we're putting together our pieces. And so once again, really quick, I just want to reset the room and say, welcome to Roving with Rihanna. I want to be certain to let everybody know that I did create a quest chain for today. And so I, I put it up in the, in, I tagged it or 
or connected it up in the in the tweets for this and just go right ahead and zoom on over and collect your soulbound nft that i made for you today so i think it's a beautiful one and i am so glad that you all came and the secret word for today is heart h-e-a-r-t heart so you just go on over to the quest chain put the word heart in the quest and then i will um follow through and we can get your soulbound nft minted so i want to give everyone an opportunity to say a little bit more before we close the space today okay i would love to say that from my inspiration of poetry being written by me comes from when i was in dire straits and up shi blah 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 creek without a paddle and i said to myself i'm going to put together you know the pattern of which to translate anything in words and i did and after that i translated writing as harassment i said to myself i actually believe it writing is harassment so i wrote poetry to get it out of my mind it worked i didn't even think about it and it completely changed my idea of what writing is and poetry and everything and it really opened my mind and it really opened everyone else's eyes to what I was thinking deep inside and who I was mostly. And that whenever I would write a poem and then show like the first one or two or then the first 40 poems, someone would ask me, is all your poems about this? Because it seemed like they were. And I said, no. And then I write 300 more poems. And you can tell that the 40 poems that were kind of about one thing, the first two that were about other things, and the 300 kind of make it seem so that like they're all about the same inspiration and they're not about the same thing. And you can't notice that until there's many of them. And a lot of things is like right, that. Right, right. And, uh, and that, um, yeah, um, what was I going to say? Um, that, um, I can't remember now, but yeah. Well, I, I really feel like that the journey you just described is also very much like Maya Angelou's journey where the the hardship, the shadows of life, right? They've come in and they 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 cloak us, but then we too also get to rise. And so that to me is so inspiring. And I've so enjoyed today's space. And I see that we have some latecomers and I'm so sorry to miss you today. And um, you were you were really missed and your insight was really missed. And please feel free to send me thoughts. Um, my DMs are always open. I love to talk with people about writing and I love to spend time discussing your ideas. And if you ever have a poem you want me to read or send you to one of our lovely publishing places, Paige Dow, um, just let me know. Let me know and I will I will help you on the way. And so I know that um, we need to get going today, but um, the quest chain is there. If you want to zip on over, the secret word for today is heart, H-E-A-R-T. And I want to send healing thoughts to our friends and loved ones in Turkey and our friends and loved ones um, in Michigan and our friends and loved ones all across. Um, our great world who need a little bit of I love you today. 
So much love to all of you. Thank you all so much for coming. I have had a most wonderful time and happy writing everyone. Thank you so much. That was epic. Ah, uh, yes. So love you too. Much love everyone. Thanks for checking out another episode of the ether. That was roving with Riona, the craft of writing symbolism recorded on Tuesday, February 14th, 2023 for Terraspaces.org. I'm Finn. Thanks for listening. And if you want to keep listening, head on over to terraspaces.org slash donate and show some support now. They say rapping is the gateway, bringing home great pay, checking that replay, sing along and we say nobody gives a fuck around my way. I make about three bucks for every thousand plays, so add it up and do the math on that. Financially speaking, why the fuck would anybody want to rap? But in this reality, the money comes from doing shows, but then where's the money go when you can't do the shows? I guess you could rap on Cameo. I've been asking all my friends if I can rap on the patio Six feet, motherfucker, step the fuck back Doing a little magic, pulling rabbits out the rucksack Not everybody's always in it for the money Looking like another crooked Sunday and I'm working Monday So you know I ain't stressing, left debating great methods Amazed to play Inception, the base stay blessed See, even with these huge sums of overall royalties These sums of money that go to the record label per playback Can seem insultingly small Many rights holders are making around three quarters of a cent how to turn a profit, their future will always be in question. But, for now, investors see enough potential to continue to fund pennies, 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 Another day, another lesson, living in the eighth dimension, might be worth a little mention, living in the Great Depression, got a real regal feel, reeling in another sucker fish, out to make a deal, just to make a motherfucker wish, Ah shit, now you only got two left, you know what I wish, we didn't have any loose ends, you know what I miss, listening to excuses, now we're on the fence, like we forgot how to choose, that's what happens when people don't know what's true in the dark eating bullshit up like a mushroom in the lunchroom just trying to laugh it off meanwhile foaming at the mouth like a rabbit dog like a fake mate and called at the zoo it's looking like the view is getting disappointed too i'm working on the new shit trying to produce it. it's what i'm willing to go through when i'm making my music Terror Spaces.